What is up, everybody? Welcome to an episode of The Junkyard. I'm your host, Junkyard James, and I got a special guest with you, or with me tonight, from the Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast. You know him as Randall. We too deep four one three on TikTok. How you doing tonight, sir? Doing great. Uh, though your audience probably they do do know me on TikTok, and they probably all have me banned or blocked. So you know, there's no point in really promoting my TikTok here. But yeah. Well, if you see by the title of this episode, we're going to talk about. CM Punk ass bitch tonight and his release from AEW. But first, we got to hit that intro. Welcome to the junkyard. Like I said, this is the Junkyard Podcast. Be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter slash X at JunkyardMG. Like our Facebook page, Junkyard Media Group. Like uh, the and subscribe to the channel as well. Let's get going. I think everybody sort of knows the situation by now. Uh, earlier this summer, CM Punk, Jack Perry had an altercation over some glass being used and CM Punk basically told Jack Perry not to do it at all in Perry. Some would say went into business for himself. Some would say it was just playing a heel character and, and, and made something that was real. Just part of his character told CM Punk to cry me a river during his match with hook. This led to an altercation backstage where CM Punk ultimately ended up putting Jack Perry in a chokehold and some reports even saying threatening and, and lunging towards Tony Khan after the investigation the disciplinary committee made a recommendation to release CM Punk for cause which Tony Khan on his own f- Accord made the final decision to agree with the disciplinary committee. So today I want to give my friend, my guest, my bro Chacho a chance to explain his side because me and him disagree on, on the overall outcome. Is the firing justified, my friend? And uh, what do you think comes next out after this release? I'll give you the floor. All right. So first off, if you believed every single word he just said, you might be an elite fan. Uh, But uh, I want to start this by laying some ground, basic foundation, right? You, You can't build a house until you have the foundation. So let's lay the foundation to what my argument is and 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 
understanding the biases of this conversation. So let's let's start with that part first. If you've tuned in from the beginning, you, you, you just heard Kenny Omega's theme song. There's the bias of this conversation. He's wearing the damn shirt, for God's sakes. The bias from his point of view is he likes the elite. Now, whether or not he likes Punk is irrelevant because he clearly has shown that he, he cares more about the elite than CM Punk, just from the music choice and the shirt choice that he has on. Now, let's go to me. I'm – I. I to me, I personally, as a person, do not like Phil Brooks. There is no reason for me to just or, or to, to to argue in favor of Phil Brooks, CM Punk, because I don't like him as a person. The argument of he, he's a jackass, yeah, you're right. He is a jackass. I also desperately do not like the elite. There's my bias. So let's lay the foundation of where my argument comes from. What's my point? My argument is not whether to prove if CM Punk was innocent, because everyone with a brain knows that he's not. My argument is that CM Punk is justified. And I'm not arguing he's justified because I'm some of some emotional uh reasoning of uh, I like CM Punk therefore I have to defend him that's not why I'm arguing this because I, I I don't like CM I've never been a fan of him as a wrestler I've never been a fan of him as a person um and and quite honestly me going against CM Punk and some of the things that he has done since his return is the reason why wrestling TikTok does not like me that's part of the reason why Apparently, I I am the worst take on wrestling TikTok in the year 2023 because of a take against CM Punk. So I have no reason to defend him. What I'm defending is that his actions are justified because of the way he was treated. So let's let's take a look at that. Let's paint a picture. Let's paint a picture of how CM Punk has been has been treated. But to to paint this picture. We have to we have to go back in time. We have to get in we have to get in our time machine. We have to go back in time to, to 2019. When in the start of 2019, we, we had uh, we had one playground. That playground was known as World Wrestling Entertainment. And and a bunch of people known as the elite, they wanted to create a separate playground. Uh, and, and so they, they found a a um, a coked out billionaire. We're gonna call him Sniff, uh, and he he funded the building of this brand new playground, and it's supposed to be the alternative from this other playground. They had their little friends club. He he had his all friends wrestling club, where he bring where 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 the elite um you know bring in. All of their buddies, and that's the reason why your head commentator is Excalibur, which no one would have ever hired out other than AEW. Um, it's the reason why some all of the PWG roster is accepted on uh, AEW because of the connection to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. 
It's the reason why, you know, some of the Japanese wrestlers like Riho and, and have a connection where no other company would have brought them in. AEW did. And so everyone thought this was going to be fun. It was just going to be two separate playgrounds. You choose which one you want it. And, and for the most part, that's how it worked. But see, what happened is there's this, uh, this misfit toy that for seven years, people had been clamoring for him to come back and, 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 and Sniff over here at this playground, he uh, he had the opportunity to make that happen. And he did. And it sold. And the elite, they got a little jealous. Because, see, they wanted, they wanted so bad to get over. Because they knew if they played on this other playground, they'd be stuck in the middle of that playground and not at the top tier. Because they just, quite honestly, don't get over with the American audience. The same way that they get over with uh, the more hardcore audience. Uh and so, Sniff brings in Misfit Toy, known as CM Punk. And, and um, you bring in CM Punk, and he, he does numbers. He outsells the elite, right? And um, This did not sit well with them. And so now the mission comes in. We have to get rid of CM Punk. There's the mission. This is the battlefield we're on. The elite, right? And and, and by the way, before CM Punk gets there, old Sniff uh, has clearly shown numerous times who his favorites are uh, and has shown severe favoritism backstage. Um, and so CM Punk gets there. He outsells the elite by... Uh, miles and they they get jealous and so they they go into business for themselves but but see oh, i forgot to tell you the, the, the elite they're um evps of this company meaning they are they have some sort of managerial role in this company they're the bosses so they can do whatever they want right so the evps omega and the jacksons they can't go into business for themselves so they send their crony, old Hangman Adam Page, to do it for them. And old Hangman Adam Page on live TV goes into business for himself and brings out personal backstage beef on live TV. Now, now CM Punk didn't like this. And so we have an event called the Brawl Out. Well, then he, you know, the elite, really nothing happens. It's a old slap on the wrist. And, and uh, CM Punk, technically he was injured, but he was suspended, removed off TV. And, well, what was it? J May March, not March, excuse me, May or June of this year, he comes back. But see, see the, the EVPs, they couldn't play well with, with CM Punk. They didn't want to be anywhere near him. And, and he tried to make amends, and, and, and they just wouldn't do it. They wanted to be nowhere near him. So they created CM Punk, his own little show. But this show, it's not like the other playground. It's smaller. It's it's in the it's in the ghetto, not in the it, not in Rancho Cucamonga, but it's in it's in uh, it's in Englewood. It's in Compton. It's out there where no one wants to go and no one wants to view it. And if they want to, they got they they really got to try hard to watch it and view it. And, and it's basically a way to say, oh, look, Phil can't get over. Must mean we should get rid of them. But, but but against all those odds, the new TV show did quite well for being a Saturday night 
show uh, that has to go up against WWE shows, basketball, hockey, football, you know, all of these things that they tried to stack the cards against CM Punk. And so this next incident happens where CM Punk, you know, backstage has, thinks he has a little bit of authority. You know, he has 20 plus years doing this, tries to teach these young kids what to do and what not to do. And and, and, and he said, nah, we're not, you know, this spot with the glass, we're not going to do it. Old jungle bitch, you can't, you can't do this. It's not safe. It's not, it's not worth it. And, and let's do this a different way. Well, old jungle bitch had to cry and, and he cried so much. I'm assuming that they, they caved in and allowed him to do it anyway. But in, in so doing this, he again goes into business for himself. Now let's take a look at this incident and let's focus in on what happened. Well, CM Punk, he has TV obligations on Tuesday of the week of All In. So he's flying to Atlanta with the assumption that there's a meeting with the Young Bucks and they're going to finally settle their issues. Now, there's reports saying that the Young Bucks never agreed to said meeting and it wasn't canceled. But, you know, the lack of communication in that company seems to be, you know, very profound. And that, that word never made way to CM Punk, who was under the assumption there was a meeting which to him got canceled. Uh, and so he, he, he goes to, tries to do this TV taping on Tuesday, spends some time with his wife Wednesday and Thursday, goes to fly over on, uh, I would, I'm assuming Friday night, Saturday morning. Well, he gets to England now halfway around the world. And well, there's no one there to pick him up in a city he's never been to, trying to get to a hotel he's never been to. Uh, and, well, the number he he gets handed by uh, the director of travel, who just so happens, by the way, to be friends with the EVPs, uh, who uh, th that number that, that, that comes back is not a good number, either disconnected and, and wasn't a real number or it didn't belong to the guy who that was they said it belonged to. So now you have sabotage travel. You have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of shit show with, with your number one star in the company. And he has to, you know, get lost in the subway. And, 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 and you know, he probably pissed off Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon as this show gets started. Probably a little pissed off. And he has to get into gorilla position where he's watching the match before him where some fucking whiny ass jungle bitch goes into business for himself and brings out personal beef on that's backstage on live television. I don't know. I'm not saying he's, he's innocent because obviously he did something, but I'm saying he's justified because of the way that he has been treated ever since he's been hired. That's the argument that I've, laid out and want it to make. <clears throat> fair enough. Fair enough, my friend. Well, let me ask this question. Let, let me ask this question. If you had issues with a co-worker at your day job, 
Uh-huh. Let's say your company doesn't treat you the greatest. Are you justified to beat the shit out of your coworker because you have in my industry? No, but uh, you're literally talking to carnies. The fuck you think is going to happen? This is an industry that a hundred years ago was a sideshow to the carnival, where people who could not work—they're criminals. Uh, uh, they were the weirdos. They were the people who literally could not get a job. The fuck do you think happens in these locker rooms? So no, if I were to just walk up to my boss and cuss him or her out, or if I were to go to a coworker and put him in a chokehold, no, it would not be justified. But the industry that CM Punk is in, where you got to understand, you're not just you know working together as a team to put on a good show. You're working for yourself to get more merch sales and to get more TV time because that's more money for you. That's the way this business has always been. Sabotage has always been a thing in this industry. So then you just said it yourself. Is Jungle Boy not free? Jungle Boy can do whatever the fuck. No, no, no. Jungle Boy can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. If he wants to be childish, he can be childish. But when you poke the bear, you fuck around. Eventually, there's a point on that graph where you find the fuck out. And he found the fuck out when CM Punk put him in a fucking chokehold. And you, you fuck around and you poke the bear. The bear is going to attack. And the second, you made a point earlier that that um, Hangman Adam Page brought backstage drama to live TV. No one in that in that audience point picture could point to you what the backstage drama was in that program when it happened live. No one knew the backstage drama. Hell, that's part of the reason why CM Punk said he joined AEW is because he saw how how well kept their backstage was, their locker room was with the passing of Brody Lee. That we didn't even know he was sick until after he had died. That's why CM Punk, at least that's what he said, he joined AEW. And so... But all of a sudden, these stories get leaked. Okay, so you, after CM Punk joins the company, so so if the if the elite were, and by the way, they're not trying to put themselves over. They all lost on their biggest okay, show of okay. the year. So, so you got to understand. I knew you were going to bring this up. I literally knew you were going to bring this up. I've been I've been thinking of a way to defend this point. They don't have to put themselves over at all in. Because for the last four years, all they fucking have done is put themselves over. All they've well, done the last the, four years is lose every single major. Uh, who was the first tag team champions other than uh, SCU? Won it. Who who beat SCU for the titles? The Young Bucks. And how long? How many times have they won the AEW title? How many times? How how in the fuck can you not tell me that Kenny Omega did not purposely book himself over? To where he he stole Impact's title, he stole all these other companies' titles, and was like, "Oh, I'm a wrestling god." The fuck you are! No one fucking knows who you are. The first two years of AEW's existence, all the elite did was put themselves in big opportunities. 
Here's the question. If they weren't putting themselves over, win or lose, why are they in on the biggest show in the tag team match? When you have tag teams down there who really would have needed a spot in that match to get noticed. But no, instead you put you redo a match we've already seen when you put FTR and you put them against the Young Bucks again. Again, it was part of the storyline. If, if, you, if you understood that story, FTR wanted to fight the Young Bucks because they wanted to prove that they were the greatest tag team. And to do so, you have to beat who people would assume overall in a glancing spectrum, the greatest tag team right now was the Young Bucks. Now FTR wins in story. They're now the greatest tag team on the planet. Now, you can disagree with that. You could have another tag team as your best tag team. But that's the storyline there. And so have we seen it before? Yes. But the story with FTR was they've finished three trilogies this year. The Briscoe trilogy, they finished a trilogy with the Young Bucks, and they had a, the trilogy with um, was it the Guns, I think, this year. Three really good trilogy of matches that they finished in a year's worth of time to, to end this story that they're the greatest tag team in the world. That's that story. Kenny Omega got the ever-living shit beat out of him, got a, a roll-up pin by Kanosuke Takeshka, and the biggest show in AEW history, and then the week after, loses again to Kanosuke Takeshka. So, yeah, he put himself over. At the time, he was the one of the best draws in the company. But ever since then, what have they done? They've let other people take the, the spotlight. So you can't say that the first elite... off, first off, first off, that's never been my argument. My argument was they build a playground to have their friends play and to, to have a social club. And when a man named CM Punk walked in and tried to, you know, actually draw fucking money so that how, how many people watched AEW before CM Punk that when CM Punk got there, they didn't watch before, but when CM Punk got there, they started watching AEW and now they're lifelong fans. And maybe I've seen a lot of people say, I only watch because of CM Punk. And now that he's gone, I'm never watching again. This is the thing with the sort of hardcore fan base. You can't see outside of their circle jerk led by uh, one Dave Meltzer, um, who the, all they see is what's in the main sh or what's in the, the, the hardcore circle. They don't see the fans that are on the in the mainstream who watch AEW because of big name draws, and they could care less about the rest of it, but they got interested because CM Punk was there. You just you fired your biggest draw for something that the industry has had happen for literally a hundred years. There's been numerous examples of of talent coming to the arena with drugs and guns and, and beating the shit out of each other backstage. We hear these stories all the time, but God forbid CM Punk does something and Tony Khan gets the, sees the fucking pearly gates because the, a fucking monitor lands on, on them. God forbid 
now we have to now we have to condemn backstage violence. The question you have to ask was was it justified back then? It was allowed back then. But and it's allowed right now in any other locker room in this in the wrestling business. Which locker room are, are, are there constantly being brawls? There's no other locker room until CM Punk comes in. And that and that's my argument. And you started your argument saying that there is a bias. And, and I do love the elite. And I like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Adam Page. But I like CM Punk as a wrestler equally. And I it's, it is a big business decision. Here's the point. Here's the point. Like I said in my opening, it doesn't matter if you like CM Punk. You are you started the show with Kenny Omega's music as your timer. You have a elite shirt on right now. You prefer the elite, and your bias towards the elite is showing. I don't have a bias towards either. I enjoy both members, both groups. Then, so if you don't have a bias towards the elite, are you willing to admit live right now that the elite started at least some of this issue. The, the the issue that got him fired with Jungle Boy? No. no. That's just part of the issue. The this thing that's why I built that's why I built the story the way I built it when I took it all the way back. This what happened with Jungle Boy is just a continuation of what happened with the brawl out. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's it's the same period of history of friends of the of the young bucks, people who don't want to call out the EVPs and people because they know if they call them out they'll be they'll go on the shit list. Did they have a play in the brawl out? Well, obviously, yes, they were a part of the brawl out. So but why the are they not punished? They were punished. They? they were suspended for several months, and had CM Punk not been injured. He would have they, came back at the same time. They were suspended for several months while they were able to do business in Japan for AEW. I don't know about you, but if you were suspended by your company, you wouldn't be allowed to represent your company. They have multiple facets of the company. As a their performer contract, they were suspended. As and there's your problem. There's your problem. Wrestlers had the same deal. He had an entertainment contract. And he had an AEW official contract. They see him. I don't, the no, 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 contract. Listen, listen to listen to my argument. There's your problem. Active talent should not be able to make business decisions for the company. If you are a wrestler, wrestle. But you the EVP should not be representing the company as EVPs and then playing cosplay in the ring the bucks and omega should not have a managerial role if they're going to be active participants and, with the locker room and their, um, their role outside of the ring was to get the video game put together that's what kenny omega was doing business for he's the guy because of his video game background that it was the face of aew fight forever that was his job was to make sure that video game got done and put to completion. And after several years was able to be released. If just because he was a part of some backstage wrestling problem, take him, take him off screen. I agree. They should have been punished on screen, but their backstage role, you can't just say, Oh no, we're just not going to finish his project. 
You're putting put someone else put put someone else in charge of the project. Companies do it all the time where someone does some sort of misconduct in a high official position. They get Vince McMahon, for God's sake. It's all these allegations. While while they're figuring out what the fuck happened, he steps down. Stephanie takes his place. And then once they figured it out, Stephanie then went back to her normal job. Put someone else in Kenny Omega's position until we figure out what happened. And they're... Right. The problem is, is they didn't do anything as a EVP that would have gotten their EVP role suspended. What happened was they did something as a performer. You have to split. The it does, no, 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 because no, they weren't performing at the time. This was backstage after the show where they busted into its fucking locker room. After CM Punk invaded the, the media scrum and said, if you had a problem with me, Say it to my face. What did the elite do? They went to go say it to his face, and they threw a chair at him, bit Kenny Omega, and tried to lock the elite out of the fucking locker room. CM Punk had a bigger part to play than you think. And how? No, I'm not saying that. See, this is your problem. You think I'm saying he's innocent. I'm not. I understand CM Punk had problems with it. I've consistently said CM Punk has been completely guilty in everything that he's done. The problem with it is what I'm trying to point out is you don't see the elite as equally guilty in creating the monster known as CM Punk. No, because he started this back in ROH. He was a toxic character in ROH. He was a toxic character backstage in WWE. He takes seven years off and still thinks he has some God complex because he has 20 years of experience that he can just tell other people how to run an, a locker room. He went in there with the goal of training young people how to get over in the business so that they're not doing fucking jumping acrobatics and flips and shit because that doesn't sell. That doesn't sell to the mainstream. It sells to the little circle jerk, but it doesn't sell to the mainstream. It, and seems, obviously, it obviously sold a lot because 81,035 fans showed up at Wembley Stadium. and those are, part of, those are part of the circle jerk. But how many more people who could have watched that show? But you you don't want to infiltrate the casual channel flipper base because that's not who they're going for apparently. When you should every business every business that exists, their entire goal is to get more customers. Yes, it, but but when you're growing your first five or so years, your goal is to establish a fan base that consistently returns. If you focus 50 plus percent of your time and your money to get casual people that show up once or twice a year, you're not going to be successful in the same right as if you focus on the 85% that show up all the time. Long term, you won't be successful. I'll give you that. But AEW is in their phase of growth where they have James, to establish. Here's the problem. They're not fucking growing. They're not growing. In fact, they their audience has shrunk on TV, which is an important metric whether or not you want you care about it. Their audience is down 15% from this time last year. So where's the growth? Could you maybe reckon to think that there's a decline in TV ratings because DM Punk is causing a lot of backstage drama. Let me ask this question. I'll play a video 
That's he, bullshit. This, this, that's this bullshit. This that's video. literally that's literally bullshit. Because Rampage starts and it gets a million people solely because of CM Punk. Collision starts and it gets 800,000 people, maybe closer to a million, because of CM Punk. I so did, he into- sus- did he sustain it past week one? No. We get 300,000 people on Collision. Mike, the thing is with Collision, this is your playground to build your future stars. We don't need CM Punk in AEW. We don't need CM Punk. We have we we showed at all out that we could put on a really damn good show without the and and, and in long t- and in twenty years when 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 the mainstream wrestling audience and the mainstream culture looks back at that event, what match are they going to remember? Kenny Omega versus Kanosuke. The, the the mainstream audience, Kenny not Omega. your not your circle jerk. No one gives a fuck about Twinkle Toes and Take a Shit in the mainstream. The entire, uh, everything I saw on TikTok and Facebook and Twitter have all said it was a really good show. Again, the circle jerk. What you just described, the IWC, that's the circle jerk. The mainstream audience who doesn't, when you say, name me a wrestling match from 20 years ago, they're not going to say Kenny Omega versus Take a Shit. They're not. They're going to mention Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar because that was a fun match. Was it the greatest thing ever? No, but there's star power there in the mainstream audience. They're going to mention Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania because there's star power there. I would think that the mainstream audience would say, when we look back at 2023, 10, 15 years from now, who was the most dominant character in 2023? They're not going to say Roman Reigns. 2023 was the year that Roman Reigns was not talked about a lot as a positive character. People want this storyline with Roman Reigns to end. That is the majority of the fans that I see want the story to end. You know who they're going to talk about as the most developed character in 2023? Orange Cassidy. That's a bunch of bullshit. Because outside of your circle jerk, we see him as a comedy gimmick. He's a comedy gimmick y'all are forced that y'all have cultishly believed should be taken seriously. No one gives a fuck about Orange Cassidy outside of your circle jerk. And when when PWI's top 100 comes, no out, one, James, James, yeah, listen, no one cares about when I'm t- the fan base that I'm talking about that you have to earn respect for, and and, and w- that that the, the creates culture does not give a fuck about PWI. That's the that magazine is for the circle jerk. It holds its weight though. Does it not? It doesn't. It, people, it literally, people, it, when it, they it, look it, at it, that list, they people critique the list for how good it is or how bad it is. Every okay, and most of the people who look at it are not the mainstream fans that I'm looking. If you're reading PWI, you're a hardcore motherfucking fan. Because the only reason I know about it is because it gets posted on on TikTok. 
But if you're actively searching for PWIs, fucking who 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 jerked off Dave Meltzer list, then I mean, for God's sake, this year in the women's bracket, they had Mandy Rose at like twenty third, when she was the hottest, quite literally hottest thing on the in the wrestling industry for the year of twenty twenty two. Debatable. But you put someone that no one knows and Masha Slamovic in the top 10. Masha had a good year if you paid attention. If you paid attention. And that's the problem is you can't base if you want if you want professional wrestling journalism to be considered as legitimate, then they have to be legitimate. And you have to take a look at everything around, not just WWE, not just AEW or Impact or ROH. You have to look all around the world. I get you. I get you. But it would make more – I would believe wrestling journalists a hell of a lot more if the same guy who reported WWE sold to the Saudis wasn't the one that broke that CM Punk had backstage drama with with William Regal. I'm sorry, but when I put that connection together, I'm not going to trust you because you're wrong 75% of the time. I'm going to play a clip of a TikTok I saw that is of a clip of a podcast that basically defines how I see this incident. I swear to God, if it's these fucking losers. I, I'm going to play this clip, and I'm going to get your response. Let's see what, let's go to the clip. I both sympathize and don't sympathize with CM Punk. I understand he has his idea, his vision of a locker room and a program, and he doesn't want things done a certain way, and he thinks that the possible poisoning of the well with Ryan Nimeth or Jack Perry or even Christopher Daniels, he probably thinks he's circumventing the issue. However, it is creating more of an issue when people that don't really have anything to do with any of this can't come to work. I had people, when Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had their issues, and then they came to light, they said, well, why didn't you report on that? I said, I didn't need to. Why? Because they shut the fuck up and they went to work. They went out, they had classic matches, and then they went back to not liking each other. And if I reported on everybody that didn't like each other, that didn't have verbal or physical altercations, well, we'd be here forever just talking about this person doesn't like this person. And so that's the point that I'm making. Is CM Punk is so weak, so weak-minded that words to a promo th- just send it's, him off the rails. It's not about the promo though. It's about the fact that there is a professional you don't please remember that this is professional wrestling. And and, and the young boys in your locker room they, they don't think they need to fucking answer to anybody. They think they can do whatever the fuck they want, and when they don't get their way, they run the daddy sniff, and, 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 and he's supposed to just make the problems go away. And so he goes to WWE, and he runs into Seth Rollins, who's verbally said he doesn't want CM Punk to come back. And Seth Rollins is not a young boy. He's been around just as long as CM Punk. He wrestled with CM Punk in, in ROH in their first Okay, party. but here's your problem. Rollins had that same type of issue with Matt Riddle. You know what they did? They put on one of the best feuds of 2022. And then they shut the fuck up. 
Exactly. So I, I have the I have the opinion that if CM Punk showed up in WWE, Seth Rollins would work the match with him and wouldn't care about it. But would CM Punk be able to? Yes, because CM Punk because CM Punk can't, can't do it here. CM Punk has no reason to hate Seth Rollins. I don't know if you know this, but he was the person who fucking created the Shield and and pitched the idea. He picked, hand-picked, all three members to, to be in the Shield. If you remember, CM Punk was in the match where the Shield debuted. He gave enough warning to the Shield that, hey, Ryback's not going to sell for you. You might want to actually beat him up because that's what they fucking did. And, and Moxley admitted to that in his book where they beat the living shit out of him on live TV because he didn't sell. That's what you do in the business. But there's a professional way to go around this. Jack Perry, if you have an issue with see how CM Punk went about something, you don't go on live TV and call that situation to light. You don't bring that to light. Until you recognize that Jack Perry was just as guilty, I'm not saying CM Punk is innocent. CM Punk re responds in ways that it are not professional, and, but he's justified because he's provoked. When you provoke the bear a thousand times, you can't be fucking upset when the bear t attacks you back. But you can kill the bear and get rid of the problem. That's the that's what I'm trying. So to I guess say. so I guess the issue goes back to why I didn't and well like I've always said every time I talk about the situation I always take it back to whose fault it really is and that is Tony Khan. If Tony how Khan, this, how is this Tony's problem? Because Tony Khan at the brawl out should have should have become Big Ball Tony. He was and, and doing a meeting scrum. Okay, so the so so after it happened, when he's done and he hears about the incident, you do what ball, your normal bosses do, and you, you suspend. You do what he did. You suspend them. But then when you recognize what happened, you get rid of the parties that that are that 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 caused the drama. And this and in most HR situations, both parties get fired. But Tony Khan didn't want to bring a bad light to his name and to his company. And so he just he just let let it happen, and he didn't really do much of anything about it. He took care of it, and he gave CM Punk what he wanted, his own show. And he still couldn't. So 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 an so, adult. No 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 no. Listen. So 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 CM Punk's the problem, but 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 it's okay that we keep the problem here, because Tony Khan took care of. No, Tony Khan should have fired him, the first time. He should have punished. And suspended and, and honestly to me fired the elite the first time. You know what that does? That ends all other drama. Because you 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 become big ball Tony and and, and you, you you nip it in the bud. But now what you do is now people look at Tony Khan and said, Oh, this man's a fucking bitch. We he can do whatever care, we took care of the situation in the way that made the most sense. The elite were suspended. From their performing, Dude, they got a slap on. They got a fucking slap on the wrist. They had to change literally months of storyline. The first ever trios champion holds the belt for less than twenty four hours. That's not. That's not. That's not my worry. But if you're gonna punish CM Punk, like he justifiably should have been punished because he was he was guilty. 
But the elite were just as guilty. And they got the same penalty. Again, if Punk wasn't injured, he would have came back at the same time. Do you do you actually believe I that? I do believe that. But oh wait, hold up. There's a story that came out. Maybe CM, maybe maybe CM Punk did want to leave AEW. Because and he's justifiably a, he, he's justifiable in wanting to leave a toxic locker room that is sabotaging his run. And you can't take that story and act like you've never gone to another company to hear what they would offer you. Not in the the same industry. I've never gone. My job now, I have never gone to a competitor while while, um, employed by my current employer and said, hey, I make this much now. How much would you give me? I've never done that. Well, I don't know if you know this, but that's like a lot of people do that. And uh, that's why a lot of companies make you sign non-compete clauses. I agree with WWE for their non-compete clauses because it keeps you from poaching. Poaching talent is illegal. You can't just take everybody's talent. That is illegal in America. You can't just poach talent from one company. That is, an, that is illegal. CM, the, the story said CM Punk... Here, here's my question. Back here's December, my question. Back in December, while he was still healing, while he was still under suspension, the, maybe I'll go, I'll go and show up at the Royal Rumble. So maybe he comes back and he says, oh, Tony won't release me. I'm going to just do something more insane to get released this time. He's justifiable to, to, to react that way, though. That's the whole point that I've been trying to get across your head. When you're provoked, when you, when, when you threaten non-performers like CM Punk threatened, do we do no 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 no? See, here's my problem: no one was backstage that's talking about this. The media is saying one thing, but we don't know what actually happened back there. I, I'm sorry, but if Jungle Boy or, or Matt Hardy or any of these people that have any relationship to being friends with the elite are going to say something about what CM Punk did, I'm sorry, I take that with a very, very big grain of salt because they've lied on CM Punk before. So what about Miro? When the story first broke that C- that Jack Perry provoked it, retweeted it and said that was very much a lie. Miro said that. Okay. I don't think Miro is super in bed with the elite. You don't have to be the best of friends, but if you want to, there, there's a, there's a, I can, I can feel it in that locker room, and I'm not even there. That there's a tension. That if you want to get booked, you have to not piss off the EVPs. And that's why I believe if they're going to be active performers, they cannot be decision makers at the same time. Tony Khan makes all the booking decisions. He is the head of booking. James, you're fucking ignorant if you don't think that that the elite don't go up to him and be like, hey, man, I think we should do this. It's your call, but I think I could guarantee you Triple H is not the only one booking Raw and SmackDown because Vince McMahon picks up that phone and says, hey, Trips, man, this is how we're supposed to do this. This is my recommendation. You're the head booker. You're ignorant if you think Tony Khan books every fucking segment of that show. 
Until he proves otherwise, why am I not the believer? And, and here's and here's because it's fucking common sense. You're gonna tell me that he writes five hours of programming every no, week. He doesn't ask the elite. He asked Daniel uh, Brian Danielson what to do. Tony Khan said on an on a podcast, if he just for whatever reason decided to stop doing AEW, he wouldn't pick Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks to replace him. He'd pick Brian Danielson to replace him because Brian Danielson knows what to do. He has that experience. So it's not like all he does is, hey Kenny, hey Adam, hey Nick and my uh, Matt. What should I do here? He goes to, you know, the people, other people outside of the EVPs. Which is fine. I'm not I'm not saying he doesn't. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that the Jacksons don't go up to Tony Khan and say, hey, here's a suggestion. Why don't we do this? I'm not saying they don't. But Tony Khan has final authority over what gets booked. That's what I'm saying. So it's not like. Matt says, hey, Tony, I think this should happen, and it just magically happens. Okay, but, but they have meetings, and, and okay, we're going to take a look at this at this incident that happened, and uh, wh- who's here, what happened, and then all of a sudden we get all these articles at the same time written by people who are friends of the elite condemning CM Punk, and no there, one knows. There's no a one knows video of the incident. There's live video of the incident. Are they going to release that incident? Maybe they, soon. They Maybe should. Soon. And they should. I agree. They should release and it. And Tony Khan, instead of going on TV and saying, I'm scared of my life, should explain what the fuck happened backstage so that the fans aren't fucking confused. There's a legal process to what he can release. You have to get permission from Wembley to use Wembley cameras. Wembley has to release that footage. And if there's not a police report being brought, that footage probably doesn't get released to the public. So unless Perry's going to press personal charges against CM Punk, which I doubt he will. Oh, and guess what? Jack Perry's suspended indefinitely. We don't know when he's coming back. Okay. He should be fired because he... He he, provoked the incident. He went on live TV and provoked CM Punk. As his character, he is the heel. And okay, the it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because that he, he, when you premeditate something, when you tell people, hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss CM Punk off, I don't care what character you play. There's a way you go about things. And Jack Perry thinks his pussy don't stink. So CM Punk's allowed to go out on live TV and make fun of Adam Hangman Page all the time? I'm not saying that. See, that's your problem is you think I'm defending Punk. I'm not. I'm defending the I'm defending the, the, the common sense argument. I don't care. CM Punk was guilty. I've said it. I don't care about CM Punk. He can go away forever for all I give a fuck. The problem is, is my argument is against the, the, the idea that the elite and Jack Perry did nothing wrong in this situation. Did I ever say they were? You've basically spent the last 54 minutes telling me that Jack Perry, Jack Perry did nothing wrong and CM Punk provoked the incident. Well, when he, when Jack Perry, when, goes, when, when you, when you go on TV and say, I'll cry me a river, 
and you walk backstage with a man you know is soft, with a man you know reacts erratically, you're, you're, why do you poke it? If you go to a, if you go to a, 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 a viper or a cobra, knowing it's going to strike you and you fuck with it, you can't be surprised when it bites you. I'm not disagreeing there. But the point is, just like Sean said in the video I said, Sean's a fucking pussy. With Sunder Rosa and Britt Baker, no one knew until All Access was on TV that Britt and Thunder Rosa had backstage heat. No one knew. There was no news reports of that from anybody. AEW released the beef. Why? Why? Because they kept their personal beef personal. But when CM Punk goes out and, I'm, and intentionally... Wait, 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 wait. So you can... Have, no, no, no. Because Hangman Page went out first and brought up the issue. Nobody knew it was backstage drama at that point. CM Punk had to point that out, that it was backstage drama. And then he starts... The, the all out media scrum last year and says, Coca Vanis still lives with his mom. <laughs> I had to pay for this and that and this. And then, hey, if you have a problem, say it to my face. And the young bucks go to his locker room. To- they kick in the door because they wouldn't let him in. I don't know about you, my guy, but if I'm in my locker, maybe he was getting fucking changed with Ace Steel in the locker room. Yeah. Because he trusts a steel. I don't know if you've ever been to a YMCA uh, locker room, but when, but there's people in there who trust other people, and you got old men slinging dong everywhere. Maybe, maybe so. I don't, I, I don't know what happened in that locker room. All I know. So you is- can't sit there and act like the fucking elite or fucking guiltless in this situation. Did they have a part? Yes. Were they completely at fault? No. Were they mostly at fault? No. Did they have some fault? Yes. Should have punk should punk have been released prior? Yes. Should the elite the, have the, been, the, should, should the elite the, have been released? Yes. No. Because they were just byproducts of a problem that they did. That they start. started. That, that they, they started. They that Adam Page started. And because it doesn't matter if the fans knew it was backstage or not, it should have stayed back. It should have stayed backstage. Well, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that. Because I don't think, as unbiased as I can be, because again, I like both parties as professional wrestlers. I don't know Omega and the Young Bucks on a personal level. But we have a track record with CM Punk from ROH to TNA to WWE and everywhere that he is, that he has been a toxic cancer to any locker room he steps foot in. So why should I believe that he he's just, you know, not toxic, the toxic one in this situation? No when one's he- saying he's not. All I'm saying is we have to establish that CM Punk was guilty, Jack Perry was guilty, and the Elite were guilty. Therefore, if CM Punk gets fired, why are why is Jack Perry still an employee of All Elite Wrestling? Because the 
the level of guilt that he of the the level of the so-called crime that he committed is not as extreme as the level of the so-called crime that CM Punk committed. But it shouldn't have happened. Do you agree that that should not have happened? Should he have said what he said on TV? No. But he did. And if words hurt you that much that you have to Again, go backstage, James, James, if you James, go backstage James, and put a man in a chokehold, you don't James, belong James, in that locker James, room. James. Again, this goes back to what the business is. This isn't just men putting on a fucking circus show. This is these are men fighting for their livelihood. CM Punk felt threatened. When you're threatened, you act erratically. Not saying he's guilt guiltless. He's definitely guilty guilty. But until you recognize that he thought that his career and his livelihood was threatened, you will never understand how people react. When you poke the bear and the bear fears threatened, the bear attacks. So what you do doesn't you, make it doesn't make it right. Correct. But but it's justified. So you kill the bear and the one the bear the bear attacks. Both should be punished to you, the same level. Yes, Jack Perry should be fired. I disagree. Because all he said was a fucking word, a phrase that provoked CM Punk. CM but Punk, he, but he, CM Punk verbally or meant or physically assaulted a coworker and his boss. That's I don't care if this is for the pro wrestling industry or any other industry. James, you're gonna sit here and act like Vince McMahon had never been assaulted before. Vince Russo, for God's sakes, was a high-ranking member of the WWE roster and has been has gone on record and saying he's been run over by talent who were chasing each other, whipping each other's ass. Jim Cornette says that it happens all the time in the locker room where people will will choke each other out to give warnings, like don't fuck with me, because that's the fucking locker room. That's how locker rooms are, especially in an industry where your livelihood is 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 not guaranteed. When you're when you're not just competing in the ring, this isn't the '80s anymore. But it you is. Have, you have guaranteed contracts now. You have guaranteed money coming to you. Not in it. Not not in every industry. Not in the Indies. Tony Khan may give guaranteed contracts, but I guarantee you that WWE doesn't. So a and AEW, you get guaranteed contracts. And again, at this point in time, if I but, but you but but even with the guaranteed contract in this industry, the next contract you want more money. The only way you get more money is if you get more TV time and more merch sale. He was the top seller of AEW and the top. And they were and they were threatening that. They were trying to get him fired. And if he would have just acted like a fucking civilized adult, they wouldn't have had so, anything. So, so, some people aren't built that way. Some people, well, when they're don't belong in that locker room, and that's why he's gone. And this is why, this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I started the show pointing out bias, because because this right here, that's bias. Because the elite don't belong, the elite don't belong in a goddamn pro wrestling. They're not even fucking trained. They're backyard wrestlers who who and cosplayers. You act like CM Punk was trained professionally. He was trained in a wrestling school. And where he paid were- where he paid money. The elite paid zero money. Not that they didn't have money because they grew up with fucking money in Rancho Cucamongo. 
They paid zero money to get wrestling training. They started wrestling in, in back backyard wrestling promotions in California, and then they got in the P, they got in the PWG, and then they blew up on the indie scene. They have zero skin in the game, so they think they can do whatever the fuck they want. When a lot of these people, even some in WWE, live in their cars. They the, the young bucks have given zero to this industry. They've 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 fucking had some of the greatest tag team matches of that this no one generation that, that no one but the circle jerk will remember. They still performed them just because you choose not to watch them doesn't mean they didn't put it's on. Not about, it's not about watching them. It's about remembering them in 20 years. There, there's a reason why Stone Cold, Stone Cold's matches suck dick. But you know why they're, why they're remembered? Because it, it captivated large amounts of audience outside of the, the wrestling bubble. The, Rock's, the Rock had like a five-year career out, out as The Rock. He had like a five-year career before he went to Hollywood. AJ Styles has been in WWE longer than The Rock's whole career. And he's the most remembered superstar, not because he put on great matches, but because he's he, he gave you something to remember. And outside of the wrestling bubble, no one's going to remember the Young Bucks. The times are different. The times are not different. Nothing's they didn't different. have the streaming platforms that you could watch. There was no way for you to watch New Japan Wrestling in the early 2000s unless you were in Japan. I I have a subscription that I could watch any New Japan match I want. Right now, the times are different. Okay. The point that I'm saying is the again, the audience I'm talking about, they don't give a fuck about New Japan. Because as the I've audience, tried to the audience you're talking about doesn't watch wrestling at all these, these days, WWE or AEW. So why even care about what they that's want? A, that's a that's a lie. Because the, okay, so let me put it this way: I've never had Water Waterburger, but when Waterburger comes to Charlotte and they open, their goal is to get people who have never tried them to try the, to try the food. And you you you, you want to know why people will try Waterburger? Because of the mystique of what it is. Because they've been able to promote themselves around the world. To, a, to an audience who doesn't have them. And so that's what AEW should do. They should go to an audience who, who doesn't watch them and try to get them and convince them to watch them. But instead, they focus on what the circle jerk wants. Because they have to build the core before they build the they, they, they had the core. They built the core when they were New Japan. You act like there's a brand new market of wrestling that they tapped into. They just pulled all the fucking marks that watch New Japan and ROH and the Indies and put them all in one company. You're still missing the people who never watched that shit. And again, I go back to the point that I always bring up. And this is where we'll end it here. We'll end it at this. You have to ask yourself, what market is Tony Khan trying? It doesn't. It, it doesn't matter because you're you're running a business. You use this all the time. Tony Khan is running a business. The goal of business is to get the mass amount of. It doesn't matter what what you're 
target market is. If you're just focused on the, the supermarks, you're never going to sustain a business. Tony Codd could run this business for the negatives and then for the next 10 years and still keep it afloat. And that's the fucking problem. Because he also has very little in this fucking game, but he's a, he puts fucking zero into this industry and thinks that he's a fucking god in it. In it. That's the fucking problem. No, if you want to talk... No, no. He's a super fan who gets to play with his with his toys to, and, create, and, and create universe mode. He put zero into this fucking industry and thinks that people should respect him for it because he put 81,000 people in a, in, in, in a fucking arena that was going to sell out no matter who the fuck was running the company. He did fucking nothing. Meanwhile, you come back and the next Wednesday, you lose 14% of your TV audience. And, and you get 3,000 people in an arena. Congratulations. You did something in fucking Europe. They sold the most tickets of any show. And but no, history. no one gives a fuck about that, though. It's such a fucking meaningless stat. For a company five years in existence, James, James, it's James, not that, meaningless. James, James, that argument is fucking tiresome because it's not like you're just starting a brand new company. They ran all in with with the same, the first all in with the same group of people in that that, that company is like eight years in existence, just not on paper. And then they're taking established stars from other companies and putting them together. What the fuck did you think was? It's not like they fucking created a brand new business. They have the same fucking fans that watched the indies. They're now watching AEW. The same fans that watched religiously ROH, they're watching AEW. The same fans that watched New Japan religiously, they're watching AEW. They didn't find a fucking new source of fans. They're not. Tr That's what I'm trying to get the point across. They're not trying to expand. But, but, you're, the but, but, but here's They're the problem. To, no, I, I get. No, I get no, no, it. No, 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 no. They're trying. The point of AEW. But you're missing the point that I'm making. You just said for a company that's five years in. Get James. They're using the fan base of the last 20 years of other companies together. It's not like they just created a brand new product and had to go out and, and start from scratch. They already had the fucking marks in their back pocket. From day one, they had the marks in their back pocket. The day AEW was written on paper as an official company in the state of Delaware, because that's where it's registered at, um, and they announced it at in that little press conference thing. They had the marks on day one. They haven't grown the business since then. And my point I'm trying to make but okay, so if you're if you're gonna make this point, and that's a valid point, you cannot use they're only five years in existence because they go against each other. It, it's no, either or. It, it's no, no. It's either or. It's either we're five years in existence, and we had the and we're we're suffering to get fans because we're only five years in existence, versus we have the fans already. And we're not trying to build past the fans we already have. You can't use both arguments. I'm not saying they're not trying to build the fans. I'm just saying that's not their main point. If you listen to everything AEW has said, it was to give the fans that they already had an alternative on TV that could that could coincide with WWE. That's why they they don't fight AEW. That's why they have Rampage at 10 o'clock on Friday and not 8 o'clock. Because they're not trying to go in competition with WWE. Hmm. 
That's why they don't put a show on Thursday because they want Impact Wrestling to have their night. That what two thousand people can see. That's why they don't have a show on Tuesdays because they let NXT have their spot. If they you want to believe that, if you want to believe that, I got ocean property in the state of Kansas for you. If Tony Khan could, he would. He could what? If Tony Khan thought he could actually beat WWE, he would try. But he doesn't. He understands he can't beat WWE. He he understands that both companies' success helps the industry grow. What made pro wrestling so great in the 90s? Not that WWE had the Attitude Era, because without WCW, the Attitude Era wouldn't have began. Both companies, comp- and this is any industry. But 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 you gotta but but, but you understand. I guess okay. But guess better. what? But guess what? When WWE recognized mm, WCW was doing reality style wrestling, and they created the Attitude Era, they did it better than WCW. And then that's why they because they had to do it better in order to get. No, they would have done it better without having to or not. It's just the way the the monster is created. They have the better show. And that's not because I'm a WWE fan, because the last couple weeks have been pretty fucking boring. But I'm I'm just saying, you can't say, you can't use the fucking excuse that everybody uses. Oh, well, WWE had a 40-year advantage. Okay, you still have the same fan base New Japan had built 20 years ago. That fan base is watching your show. It's pre-established. Impact's fan base watches your show. The indie programs watch your show. ROH's old fans watch your show. It's not like you're just having to go out and find a new fan base as if I would if I were to create a new a new promotion. And you have to look at it from the, the appeal that it's... We, we all know this. You've even said it. This is Tony Khan's fanfare project. Okay, then it does not exist in to to be in business to to hold a to be to play universe mode. Go fucking buy a video game and play universe mode, Tony Khan. He's doing a pretty fucking good job at playing universe mode then because he's getting billion dollar estimates for the the evaluation of his company. His next business deal is going to be billions of dollars, and he's most likely going to get a streaming network to put all of his shit on. That'll stay on that streaming network for the eternity of time. It's pretty a damn good job. You don't give Tony Khan the credit that he deserves because it's not like he, he hasn't just- fucking earned it. He's a fucking billionaire that uses daddy's money and thinks that he's fucking owed the world. He's I don't give a. F- he put zero business. You know, I respect Dixie Carter a lot more than I respect Tony Khan. I respect a little bit Jeff Jarrett more than Tony Khan because they had to bust their ass to get to where the heights that they got their companies to. Tony Khan could go and ask daddy for a billion dollars to go sign all the fucking talent in the world. And he wants me to act like he did something. You overpaid a lot of your roster. You're in the red five years in and you have a video. That's normal for every business. By the way, and you have a video game that you spent three years to produce that no one fucking talks about anymore. I don't even see fucking marks and people in the circle jerk talking about that shit. And 
The only thing I've seen about it in the last month is, oh, man, I wish they'd update the game already. They they just updated it. Stadium and yet, Stadium, Stadium and yet, Stadium mode is live. And yet no one's talking about it. You spent three years and billions of dollars to put out a game that looks like it's from 1994 and no one fucking plays anymore. They made their money back. People, hundreds of thousands of people bought it on day, day one. And they, they don't play money. it now. They still made the money back. That's not the point. That's not the point. WWE consistently makes video games other than 2020, which was completely unplayable. But 2023, people play and they and they stream and they talk about it. I don't see people talking about this, not even AEW fans. That's a problem. You spent three years developing this game. That's a problem. And the people that play it, play it. They made the money that they they made the money back. They made more than enough money on that game. I don't I don't see where that's a dish. But it's a, it's about the longevity. No one's going to talk about that game. They're not releasing the second game. They've already said it's just one download with multiple. But DLCs. in twenty and okay, but in twenty and tw- in twenty years, no one's going to look back and say, "Oh, what a good game that 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 fight forever was." But they're no, they're not going they're, to have to. They're not going to have to. Again, the game wasn't built for just the average everyday video game player to play it. The game was built for one specific fan base in mind, which is why Kenny Omega led the project. Okay, so you just admit it. This was Kenny Omega's circle jerk. This was his fucking wet dream project where he wanted to put himself in a video game. Uh, and then, hey, how about Warner Bros. building their a mobile game for AEW? No one plays mobile games. Shut the fuck up. No one gives a fuck about their mobile game. This isn't fucking 2013 anymore. No one's playing fucking mobile games. Maybe you don't, but if there's a market for it. There's a market for it. That's why every content creator gets sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends or whatever the fuck the game is. Because there's a market for it. For those games. But we've gone long enough. My computer's going to die here soon. And we're just going in circles over nothing at this point. So I appreciate you for coming on here. I disagree with your perspective. I don't think you've changed my mind any. I was. That's the point of debate. The point of debate is not to change your mind. I came on here with the idea of laying the narrative the way it should have been laid. That CM Punk, was he an issue? Yes, but the issue was provoked from the elite. And if we're going to hold CM Punk to one standard, everyone else needs to be held to that same standard. No, the standard of justice should be applied. This isn't fucking justice. This isn't fucking cops and robbers. You can't you can't do to one who was half involved to what to one who James, was James James eighty percent involved. James, James I. See, unlike you, I've been in management positions where I had to make decisions like this, where I had an actual fight take place in one of the kitchens that I worked in, and I had to separate it. And guess what? Both parties got fired. The one who provoked it and the other one that that didn't provoke it. Both parties got fired. Because that's how most companies handle these situations. I don't agree with that. And then that's You don't have to agree with that. That's the world of business. 
Well, obviously, Tony Khan didn't do it that way. Tony and Khan has it. no ball. Tony that, Khan has that, no that's ball. That's his business model. He to, has to, the ability. He has the ability. The uh, ability to do what look, he wants look, with his business. Right, and and just like the Urban Meyer hire was a bad hire for his dad, he uh, apparently the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree because keeping Jack Perry and keeping the Young Bucks is a bad business decision. When you when you're gonna get rid of your biggest draw your company has ever had, he's the that's a bad business. What, the next year. Jack Perry has 20 more years in him. If you think so. Darby Allen has 10 or 15 Darby more Allen, years in him. Darby Allen has six more years until he's fucking permanently paralyzed. We don't need C CM Punk because we have the... No, see, see, here's your thing. Here's your thing. You bring up a point, and then when I prove it wrong, you don't try to rebut against it because you know you're fucking wrong. No, I think Darby Allen has... Darby Allen. Darby Allen's already complaining about back pain. I complain about back pain. That's okay. nothing. But that's that's not the point. Darby Allen is complaining about potential serious injuries in his back from the from a dumb another dumb spot. It's not like I haven't warned against the fact that the coffin drop is the dumbest finisher ever. Sure but if he could but if he continues to do it, he gets hurt. He gets permanently hurt. He's going to be Bubba Ray has said it. Cornette has said The people who actually have experience in this fucking industry have said Darby Allen needs to stop doing this shit because he's going to end up in a wheelchair. I get it. It's the, it's the assumption of this. It's his career. Cool, cool. Do that. But I don't want you to fucking cry me a river when he fucking ends up in a, in a, in a wheelchair because of fucking shit that you did. I don't think he'd be the one to complain because he knows what he's doing. Anyways, MJF has 20 more years in this business. MJF is in, in the business, but he's not got 20 years in AEW. Nick Wayne is an up-and-coming superstar. Nobody give a fuck about him, because un until I watched Collision with you the other day, I had no idea who the fuck the motherfucker was. And if he was that important, that I, I still watch TikTok. I still watch Twitter. If he was that important, people would talk about him. The point I'm making is AEW is building a generation of superstars that'll grow on for the next 20 and years. Out, and, and the generation you're growing will still be over overwatched by the generation of, of, of superstars and Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Tiffany Stratton, Trick Williams that are going to be legitimate stars. Not just in wrestling, but in, in outside sources. Because I, I, unlike your con... Uh, Nick Khan has connections to Hollywood, and whenever this fucking strike ends, he's getting people TV, like actual movie deals. And that's that. That's what separates WWE from AEW. WWE is an entertainment company. AEW cares more about wrestling. We want people who want to be pro wrestlers, not entertainment moguls in every other facet. That's how you get people to watch your company, though. John Cena puts eyes and asses in seats, not be not because he's some great wrestler, but because he's in movies, and when he shows up at WWE, people care. But when Kenny Omega leaves and then Kenny Omega comes back, the only people that care about Kenny Omega is the people sucking his dick. No, those same people are the people that they are marketing the company to. Well, you're not you going to see... And again... That's not how you run a business. That's fucking poor business. And at some point, Shad Khan's got to step in and say, Tony, you're not even on the fucking business contract. 
at some point, Shad Khan's going to see, oh, you're getting a billion dollars from Warner Bros. for this? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, but at the meantime, WWE's getting $9 million from Endeavor and still making money as a company for Peacock, where they're about to re-sign. And, and, and probably ESPN, where ESPN's going to donate or, or pay a shit ton of money for, for, for everything that they'll get with WWE. You're not, you're not, you're not proving anything that the AEW. What about that super- Fox deal? Oh, they're losing money by the day. Fox is losing money by the day. Not WWE. WWE's making billions of dollars off of that deal. That's why Fox isn't redoing it. Fo- Fox is the one losing money. So go blame Fox for the bad business deal. Don't blame WWE because they rate them in the contract. The point I'm making is, is AEW's making Warner Brothers money. WWE, okay, but, but isn't, it, it, WWE isn't making Fox yeah, any money. You don't understand how TV deals work then. WWE's goal is not to make Fox money. Fox chose WWE's programming because they they thought they could sell ad revenue. Fox made a bad deal. That's not WWE's fault. That's not the you can't blame WWE because Fox overpaid for it. We all Pretty said. Good. Put on better products and more sponsors want. James, James, James. SmackDown has been the best wrestling show in the world for the last three years. The problem is it's the business is dying because everyone's going away from entertainment-based to the fucking flippy shit that you, the circle jerk loves. No, the problem is, is ad revenue is going to other sources other than cable. WWE is not willing to go back to streamings only. The fuck are you talking about? They're the, they're the people who start the fucking model Tony Khan is following right now. Vince McMahon started in 2014. Don't give me that fucking shit. They got ahead of it before anyone else did. Tony Khan is literally copying the Peacock deal. It's the same fucking shit. You're not doing anything special. And that's what I'm trying to say. Until you get the fucking dicks between your fucking orifices and actually pay attention. Tony Khan thinks he's a fucking god to the industry and he's done nothing. Who? I don't think Tony Khan's a fan who's super humble and super humble, humble. He just went on there and talked about, Oh, we had the greatest show ever. We have the greatest show. We're out here better than WrestleMania. That's not fucking humble. You obviously haven't been to an AEW show where he comes out before every. I've been to the, every time. Every time they come to Charlotte, I come. Don't play that shit. He comes out and he thanks every single fan for coming out because that's what that's what that's what you do when you're a business owner. Is you go out there and thank your customers for for actually p- giving you money. But back, but in some of these backstage interviews where he talks about, oh, uh, I'm the, uh, you know, I'm not going to take this shit. We did this number and this number and th- that no one fucking cares about because WWE's already done it. Like, he thinks he's done something in the business, and he hasn't. His company holds the record for most paid fans. That speaks speaks something. James, okay, so I'm going to make this plain and simple. That fucking event was going to sell out no matter what, whether it was WWE. If WWE, and honestly, if Wembley would have paid more money, to, to get the uh, to get Clash at the Castle, it wouldn't have been in Wales. It would have been in Wembley because that was the first place they went to. 
but Wembley didn't want to pay the money for it because they didn't know if it would if it would sell or not. Which is a good decision by Wembley because why, why why take a risk to rent a fort a, a ninety thousand seat arena if you're only going to get forty thousand? But the the point that I'm trying to make is is if WWE ran Clash at the Castle at Wembley instead of Wales, it would have sold ninety thousand tickets. It would have sold ninety thousand tickets because the UK market is starved for big events. It doesn't matter what the card was, who was at the show, the fans would have shown up because of because it's the first event of this type since since the nineties. And I'm not it would have just... sold out no matter what. You can't sit here and claim that. Do it in America. Sell out AT&T Arena. They can't because WWE blocks them from running those big stadiums. They don't even James. They don't run AT&T. AT&T Stadium every year. It would be ridiculous to run a thousand, a hundred thousand seat arena every single year. Tony Khan, Arthur, the, the Arthur Ashe show. Tony Khan wanted at Madison Square Garden. James, they didn't Matt, allow him to conduct a business deal because of WWE blocking James, him. Okay, and Madison Square Garden has been the central hub of WWE since 1984. I'm sorry, but w Madison Square Garden has a business relationship. But if you're going to use this, they block it. You're, you're wrong. They, they, they block the AEW from using arenas, even though Greensboro Coliseum was used by Raw and Collision within three months of each other. The same not, with Day in Ohio. I'm not, I'm not saying every, every show has been blocked, but there's a reason that they can't use Madison Square Garden because, because, WW, because WWE puts in the contract that other shows James, can't James, work there. James, James, if you build a business, if you build a promotion and you start it there and, and you, and that, that's like Madison. When you think of Madison Square Garden, you think of WWE. I actually think of the New York Knicks. When, when you think of in the wrestling industry and you think of important events that happened in man, WWE is not going to let anyone use its arena that it used its first three fucking WrestleManias at. So you can't sit here and say, oh, you just sell out X and Y when they, they physically can't. Okay, so that's Madison Square. Go to AT&T Arena and fill up a 100,000 seats. WWE hasn't used that since, since WrestleMania 38. So it's been well past whatever contract they would have had. Go out and, and put a big-ass event in AT&T Stadium. But you know it won't sell in America. Until you do it in America, I don't give a fuck how many people you fit into a European stadium. Just like it, when 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 and WWE... That's, and that's where your bias is. And no, no, you, no, no, you, no, you, think, you think the American market is the listen, most important market. In the television market... For all entertainment industries, China and America are the only markets that matter. But that's why I was going to continue that and say, so when, when WWE goes and fills up, I forgot the name of the arena in Australia uh, that sits like 120,000 people. I'm not going to give a fuck. I'm not going to use that number as anything because it was going to sell out no matter what. You, you give them Rhea Ripley, that fucking card sells out. Because the audience doesn't get a show. <clears throat> Do it in America. 
repeated in America. I'm going to hold to the opinion, and we're actually going to stop here because we are going a little too long. I'm going to hold to the view that the American audience isn't the, mo- isn't the most important audience. Hmm. There are other audiences outside of America for wrestling that mean equally as much. And in any statistical category, AEW wipes the map. In Europe. In Europe, yes. In Europe. But WWE doesn't target Europe. And and that's what I'm point that's the point I was trying to make. You have your target audience, AEW has their target audience. You can't say AEW's business dealings are bad because they don't have the same target audience as their competitor, because it would be dumb to run the same target audience as your competitor. They're focused on two different strategies. And uh, all I got to see is that viewership for WWE has gone up and viewership for AEW has gone down. And that's all I fucking care about. That's all the TV networks care about is how many people can you get to watch my show? Well, obviously Warner doesn't care about the drop because they're giving him a bigger contract. Because it's the only thing on Warner Television. They have they have hockey and basketball. Okay, okay, but outside and the MLB of MLB playoffs. Okay, but those are yearly events. Weekly television. They have nothing else. They have nothing else outside in weekly television. True TV reruns. Fucking Impractical Jokers. Uh, Discovery. I don't even think shows anything. Uh, uh, Food Network, which is owned by them, re- reruns Beat Bobby Flay and fucking all of Guy Fieri shows every fucking every fucking hour. There is no, there is zero original programming week to week other than AEW and Tacoma FD. HGTV has ex- new stuff that comes out. James, James, fucking eighty year olds watch HGTV. I'm just I'm they I'm just saying you okay there's, so there's a there's a there's a there's more to a TV deal than just viewership. Yeah, ad revenue which is based off of viewership. I'm not going to give you this I'm giving you this amount of money with the expectation that ads are going to want to watch you. And I'm going to tell you something when that collision rating goes down to 300,000 because CM Punk's not there and you got the and you got the fucking the circle jerks running around the ring acting like they're do they, like they're giving their little victory lap. That's the, the I, what did I tell you when the elite came out? That is the moment the ratings will stop, and because no everyone's tired and, and the what you had with Collision is what the casual fans wanted to watch when it came to AEW. They that was your W. You've said it yourself. That was their version of WWE. That was familiar to the casual fans, and you went and ruined it. Uh, I mean, I feel, I still think they can build Collision around Miro and Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks and a bunch of other people that have been there and have put in their time. But but, 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 the, but why put the Bucks on the show? Who said the Bucks are going to be on the show? That hasn't been confirmed. They were just there for a one-time thing to promote a match with FTR. Have FTR, CM Punk's best friends, 
tag team champions for that division had a tag match with them. So, yeah, they were there one time. That's the first time they ever showed up on Collision. And I guarantee you they're there again. Because all they were waiting for was Phil Brooks to be fired. I guess we'll have to see. That's where we're going to end it there. I appreciate everybody that stayed for the last hour and a half. Tune in next on Thursday. We got a NFL kickoff here. Junkyard Media Group live streaming the Lions v. Chiefs. Colin Audible's podcast. We'll see y'all on Thursday. Peace.